You're listening to a Scottish Poetry Library podcast. Blossom. There's this life and no hereafter, I'm sure of that. But still I dither, waiting for my laggard soul to leap at the world's touch. How many May dawns have I slept right through, the trees courageous with blossom? Let me number them. I shall be weighed in the balance and found wanting. I shall reckon for less than an apple pip. Hello and welcome to the latest Scottish Poetry Library podcast. My name is Colin Waters and I shall be your host for the next however long. No interviews this week, only poetry. It's a special podcast showcasing our Best Scottish Poems 2015 online anthology. Now, each year around March, we publish on our website a collection of 20 poems published in the previous year and chosen by a guest editor. Previous year's editors have included Alan Spence, Janice Galloway and Jen Hadfield. We were delighted when novelist and poet Ken McLeod agreed to guest edit Best Scottish Poems 2015 and if you want to hear Ken himself speak about the task and his own writing, we put out a podcast with him a couple months back, which is still on our website. As you're about to hear, it's a cracking lineup, and we're very grateful for the work Ken put in. It's no mean task reading every, yes, every Scottish poem published in one year, whether it be in collections or in periodicals. Now, at the top of the show, you heard Kathleen Jamie read her poem, Blossom, which is taken from her recent collection, The Bonniest Company. Kathleen Jamie, if you don't already know, is a poet, essayist and travel writer and it's no exaggeration to say she is one of the preeminent poets of her generation, having won the Forward Prize and been nominated for countless others. A quick word on how this podcast is going to work. I've broken the remaining poems uh, that form Best Scottish Poems 2015 into groups of three which are very loosely themed. I'll introduce each poem and poet, and then we get to hear each of them in action. So the first group has as its theme, Places and Maps. It starts with a poem with the longest title in Best Scottish Poems 2015, Deep Breath, poem inspired by a Gaelic topography of Balquhidder Parish, Reverend Alex McGregor, EUP 1886. Let me just pause to take a drink of water there after that. Now, that poem is by Sheena Blackhall. Sheena Blackhall is a poet, novelist, illustrator, traditional ballad singer and storyteller who is based in northeast Scotland. Now, after that poem plays, the second voice you'll hear belongs to Anna Crow, who is a poet, translator and creative writing tutor living in St Andrews. Her poem, I Have Lost My Bearings, was written as part of an exchange trip uh, organised by the Scottish Poetry Library and Edinburgh International Book Festival last year that saw Canadian Inuit writers come to the Scottish capital and Scotland-based writers travel to Canada. And so we come to the final um, poem within our first section, and uh, that's by the former Edinburgh macker Ron Butlin. Um, His poem, Near Linton Burnfoot, is taken from uh, The Magicians of Scotland. That's his latest collection, and that further maps out Scotland in verse. Poem inspired by a Gaelic topography of Balquhidder Parish. Field of the land producing thatch, sheiling of grinding wheat, burn beside the dun-coloured dell, burn of the mournful bleat. 
Burn of the black waterfall, burn of the windy space, burn of the rock where McRenish lived, a robber of that place. Burn of the hawthorn tree, trough of the greyhound's peak, burn of the house of the ravine, knoll of the men of peace. Pass of the dell of arrows, the dell of hides and skins, the hamlet of the hollow, the hill of the moaning winds, the coffer of the handmill, the stone of the slender grass, pass of the little bramble bush, bray where the corpses pass, the glen suited for cattle, the hollow of the bog, the clacking of the stepping stones of linn and fallen log, the fairy knoll of battles, the mountains of the mine, the black peak of the badgers, the bend of the creeping pine. I have lost my bearings. A fox barks and the door creaks as though the wood remembered the tree it once was. I write this at a kitchen table in the city, a plane passing every minute, day and night. It is time to go north. I want to listen to silence and unpick its voices. The wind that surges through pines is only one of them, with the burn that gurgles, chants, or roars in spate. The buzzard mewing, wheeling overhead. The oyster catcher piping her way across moorland. Whisper of bog cotton surrendering to the wind. At Sama, the macha will be bright with orchids. Do you hear a humming like fridge song? An emerald damselfly hovers above the burn. Near Linton Burnfoot. Tarred roads, metal cattle grids and wheel tracks mesh so tightly no land can escape. Tractor ruts cut deep into the grass to cross and double-stitch the fields together. Where the high ground pushes upwards, pylons rigid with electricity stand guard upon the hills. Bridges staple running water. Lines of fence posts nail the valley sides in place. Rain and ploughed mud. Rook's cries claw the air. A banshee trapped in corrugated iron shrieks to be released. Trees grasp at nothing and let go. It is a scene a child has painted. Splashing colours on sodden paper. His carelessness might tear a mountainside apart. Shingle being ground to nothing on the riverbed. The clouds, silence, soaking into the hills. These are secrets I dare not tell even to myself. They give weight to every moment of my life. Our next section is themed around animals. 
William Bonner's SQRL is a humorous take on those red and grey acorn munchers, the squirrel. Recently retired after working in education for 30 years, William Bonner is now a full-time writer. He is a founder member of St Mungo's Mirrorball, Glasgow's network of poets and lovers of poetry. And the third voice you'll hear belongs to Jane McKee, and she's reading her poem, Viking Horsebone Ice Skates. Jane's a lecturer in creative writing at the University of Edinburgh, and her most recent collection is Kitson, which was published by Cinnamon Press. SQRL Chats and squirrel are limited to a sort of Roman salute. Foreleg extended, then folded, open paw on breast, as if to say, Look, I take you in my open paw and hold you to my heart. Then it gets tricky. The erect position fosters rhetorical expansiveness. One paw clutches the purple edge of a senatorial toga, while the other describes a democratic arc enfolding all squirrels to its furry bosom. Nuts, it declaims. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Viking horsebone ice skates. The horse won't know how its metatarsal can be whittled by friction with the lake, how the act of skating is part halting glide, part planar blade, or how thick ice melts back to health, its grooves, its scuffed Vs, softening to fill their own wounds. And the horse won't know how the skating boy, who opens his mouth as he flies, will lose three blunt teeth, two milk, one new. How these teeth also will be found. For our next section, we're going to enjoy some poems written in Scotland's other languages, other than English, that is. Uh, we've got three poems, um, one in Scots, one in Shetlandic and one in Gaelic. First up is William Hershaw with his tribute to George Mackay Brown, Seven Verses for GMB. William Hershaw is a poet, musician and songwriter, as well as being the principal teacher of English at Beath High School in Cowdenbeath. After that, we have a poem by the current Edinburgh Macker, Christine DeLuca. Uh, her poem is Soonscapes, which she reads in her native Shetlandic. And finally, Peter Mackay reads, forgive my pronunciation, Peter, Arithist, a Gaelic poem. Peter Mackay is originally from the Isle of Lewis and lives in Edinburgh. He has a collection of poems uh, called Galore. I'm, I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to get like, the title on that. And Galore was published by Acre in 2015. He is a lecturer in literature in the School of English at the University of St Andrews. He has worked in the past as a journalist for the BBC and is a BBC-AHRC New Generation Thinker 2015. Seven verses for George Mackay Brown. They are firming the foul winds. Five grey-stemmed daffodils on the hill aboon Ein Hallow that whirl my gig air into poor. A simmer dim on flotter, a thrumlin column of ver, the fleering eos soarin' loups and rages in its tour. Fishermen with laptops, tractors steer by satnav, progress chaps are door unbidden to win us our. Sunlicht a sclent a green wave, mon be rocked as an equation. The physic mind is mapa mund, where awe is swack and sure. The marker spears the silence, 
rakes the tegel a time rack for signs and kennings, patterns, thrang in his hairsto hours. The solar wind pents miracles, yet a muckler ain before, we're a mystery of particles, a blow the cosmic glower. For I, we're racks and scaffolding, O sense encircled jirth, whiles Magnus sails his sun-stained ark aboon our clash and stir. Sunscapes, it a dizzied hoose a stomach flex, bit endless drums for nens the frenzied window, belligerent they want neither in nor out. A bit of brew, a hunt a whisted chapel, twa windmills spin new sunscapes o' the land, kert wheelin' alleluias. Cloistered granite had to orchestration of birds, a oori whir, a vimmerna no whaps and peewits. The wind through the grind is a spicking in tongues, with a brocket feed hoop tuning in, itherworldly, intimately insistent. Ah, this music to lute, to slip into, a ald organ nunin. A hushy hubble skew. Up o'er the hull, arms turn, the heart lifts. Soundscapes. In the dizzied house, a strum of flies beat endless drums against a frenzied window. Belligerent, they want neither in nor out. On the brow of the hill, behind a silent chapel, Two windmills spin new soundscapes over the land, cartwheeling alleluias. Cloistered granite holds an orchestration of birds, an eerie whir, tremulous sounds of curlew and lapwing. The wind through the metal gate is a speaking in tongues, with a broken feed hoop tuning in, otherworldly, intimately insistent. All this music to attend to, to slip into, an old organ droning, an uproarious lullaby, up over the hill, arms turn, the heart lifts. Erich. Wie nam wachter, der in leers on the fien. Wie nam hitcher, der in fakon er de wien. Wie nam vrahar ahar pure mahar nien mak edel, an an silver and rock man vehe preach on his female, nam wuhich fami pianich, kam wiehich le gra, as in tuhilse ha akam rvi kathol in thraj, so vrimilo, so vori, for rockage hunger furred, ma lavin dash le rotox medach ho rakri bord, hanyel nikiri vien cho hanyel ruin akam, hilin achanyel dahi akam erakal, and fact that this is drawn, cocky, cahare, piaches fat on the wuche, and the vargi gionte. Pium first world clever, crachis doris askach cheer, gus nakal sheen akalunt ach ganat was g. For do lumpkin drummy jess some gnach, knaps that is three, heroach kebok der tina gava, bimi in ma reach. Ganye shorten hew is two at the lee. A cup and coffee subway, love no ari you change. Can you miss you more glorious, minum here or yawn? Can you through us unit, skyward scrounger, shirker, economic migrant, not yawn? Can we take you to the copper gach minachan in law? Because the pitan hurt a chasm, 
is iPhone not live. No fuse the clone of the scope of the farm to come up your the priest got rid of the gears got in her unit to your. A hnekarnis no soccer, revelling G. And then we get it at foot, a cornwall heen. Nam yuich from a hachtri, nam live heen. Skipoller to the cover, be in la reach. Natache, havien se ho coma coyu. Or coyu hamisha tiction, marachiklis gach coos. Me orchin von the yagmin shot my scuttle and trage. Stikamikum faggy fortune usin shot na match. Hanini vimasho, fitchin udefasnas piastich. Hashin kianch a hanvashin mirak of a nigiri da fiastis. Achin korma vipiog is korum, a hruachich. Kohin some carachins in law stoche, him kirvach. Hatanik mush a piotravach in earnest is mushch, some vilove consagutta to the muir kurusch, han yestatistic hunum, a hage arish or tv. Now, how about a little bit of romance? Russell Jones waxes lyrical about that rite of passage, The First Kiss, which is taken from his debut collection, The Green Dress Whose Girl Is Sleeping. He is the editor of Where Rockets Burn Through, contemporary science fiction poetry from the UK, and is the deputy editor and poetry editor of Shoreline of Infinity, a sci-fi magazine from Scotland. Get a hold of that if you can. Highly recommended. Then we have a poem by Harry Giles, the suggestive Waffle House Crush, which is taken from Tonguet, which, like Russell's collection, is published by Freight. And then rounding off the trio, we have Stuart Sanderson, whose poem is called Wedding Dress. Stuart Sanderson was born in Glasgow in 1990. In 2014, he was shortlisted for the inaugural Edwin Morgan Poetry Award, as was Harry. And in 2015, he received an Eric Gregory Award. The first kiss. What a disappointment. Nothing like the movies. Nothing like the mind. A mass of muscles writhing, an awkward hand on a tightened arse at the under-16s angel and demon night. What a farce. Is this the limbo stick for life? Where are the fireworks? The butterflies? The butterflies exploding like fireworks into glorious rainbows of wings and ash. My son will sit with me and I'll tell him the truth, that there's no word to fit a feeling of lust and immediate unrest, or the lingering taste, the pleasure, the alien of a first kiss. There's no word, I'll tell him, for the particular fullness that breaks through the lungs and fills you with the breath of their hair with a sudden rush of two hands clambering until the fingers find each other and grip. Grip to that, I'll tell him, and be thankful for the imperfection of love, and that the first kiss is nothing like you expected. Waffle House Crush I'll have you smothered and covered and diced and peppered and capped and lathered and lustered and smoothed and spread. Drizzled and dazzled and blazed and baked and blended and buttered and shined and sprinkled and seared, creamed and candied and steamed and whipped and stuffed and sugared and spiced and simmered and oiled, reduced, heaped, dressed. 
Mm, can I get some coffee with that? Wedding dress. A paper lantern on a balcony. In one of those old Edo evenings you have read about, perhaps. Kabuki, tea and blossom. Wavering. Do or not do. The blank space in between the letters of a broadside ballad. From our green country. Where everyone must watch their own true love. Wed to another. Mottled ivory. The faded columns of the Parthenon, stripped bare of marbles, battered by the flash of Turkish gunpowder, magnesium on fire, a pallid, self-consuming rush. A writing, glaciating down a cake, outside this room in which all eyes are drawn, moth-like towards a tea light in white fabric, among the kilts, a garden in Japan. The next section was a little harder to find a theme for, so let's say it's three poems about the elements, seeing as rock and water feature heavily. Mosey Oatunya by Evelyn Pye kicks things off. Evelyn is from Glasgow, and she worked as an operational research analyst in Zambia and taught mathematics at Glasgow Caledonian University for 22 years. She is the only poet to have been published in Significance, the joint magazine of the Royal Statistical Society and the American Statistical Association. We follow that up with The Water by Judith Taylor. Now, Judith, um, you may remember or not, uh, was in Best Scottish Poems 2014. She was born and brought up in Perthshire. She studied English and medieval history at St Andrews University and has spent the early part of her career as a librarian. She now lives in Aberdeen, where she works in IT. Last, but definitely not least, we have CSI by Lindsay McGregor. Lindsay started writing at the Fife Maggie Centre in 2008. In 2015, she received a Scottish Book Trust New Writers Award and her debut pamphlet, The Weepers, was published by Calderwood Press. Mosia Oatunya, the last place for a waterfall. No mountains or valleys, horizons flat as summer seas. Then, from 30 miles, a white tower of spray punctures the blue sky. Closer, you hear thunder, though there is no storm. See double rainbows, bright bridges across air. Feel a welcome drizzle in searing, blistering heat. Closer, you part a bush, stand on the edge of a chasm. The wide Zambezi glides forward, then plunges deep into a wound in the earth's crust, a break in basalt. The ground trembles with shock. You shout but hear nothing except a raging roar as solid water explodes up in your face, blinds you, engulfs you. Down in the devil's cataract, the river cuts frantic zigzags through deep gorges until it pours into a pool where a dead hippo bounces up like a rubber ball. The Water River names are the oldest, the first things in a landscape. So many times they simply mean the water. And the ones we tell a story about they might be the names of lost gods and goddesses, we say. The chances are, in some lost language, they simply meant the water too. We come here for the mountain, with an awe before its grandeur, 
but there's no living on mountains. It was named for the river that grows out of that thin burn at its foot. It was the burn and not the mountain brought the people, with their stone blades, their feet calloused from wandering, their lost word for the water. CSI A dyke like her, who's been around the block a bit, has heard it all before. Volcano, somewhere near the tropics, unexpectedly collapses. Tufts, the only witnesses, suspiciously fall in. So she's been doing forensics on her knees, dusting prints of giant centipedes in seams of limestone six foot thick. She's taken statements from the alibis whose stories never tally. Brachiopods, trilobites, crinoid stems, coral cups, recorded them like ripple marks in rock. Then cordoned off a cove where shifty-looking water flowed, and, sure enough, it blabbed about the time when sand slid down the shallow slopes below the old sea cliff. Soon she had sandstone, siltstone, even dolomitic limestone queuing up to give their versions. She shifted shingle on the shore for any signs of slicken sides before her final tour de force. Who turned sticky mudstone into clay? In unison, they pin the blame on rain. But she's got all the evidence she needs and brings them all to book. Our final section could, I suppose, be said to have an uncanny or frightening aspect to it. We start off gently enough with Donald S. Murray's Bella Lugosi in Stornoway. Donald S. Murray comes from Ness at the northern tip of the Isle of Lewis and now lives in close proximity to the Ness at the southern end of Shetland. His poem comes from S.Y. Story, Portrait of Stornoway Harbour, which was one of the three books he published last year busy man. Then we have Stuart A. Patterson and his poem Borders. Uh, Stuart is a Scottish poet and performer who has appointed the Scots Language Centre's Virtual Poet in Residence 2015 to 2016. And finally we have J.L. Williams with a truly terrifying and powerful poem Logos. Jennifer has published two full-length collections while Logos came from Our Real Red Cells, Triptych Volume 1, a title she shared with Harry Giles and another poet not featured in this podcast but who we've interviewed before, Marion McCready. Jennifer, um, regular listener to the podcast series, will recognise as my colleague who also does uh, interviews on the podcast series. And here are the poems. Bella Lugosi and Stornoway. I was definitely typed doomed to be an exponent of evil. Each time I stepped into a room, there was that still expectation something wicked would be done. Until, within the murk of winter, without beam or glint of sun, I found that kirk and entered a hall where black coats clustered, dark funereal hats loomed over pews. And this old creature in the pulpit mustered just about enough strength to give the news that human souls could rise again without the need to bleed others dry and white. I felt my cloak shrug off me then, no longer seeking refuge within the gloom of night. 
This is a poem called Borders. That sound outside, near Sandy Hills Bridge, along Barnhurie Burn, a high wild wailing winding down to a long low growl of echo, has me up in my chair, neck hairs tight. You'd tell me it's a heron out on the scope for sprats, perhaps a dog fox losing its head to the vast dark freedoms of a Galloway night. Part of me wishes you here with your brush-off urban logic, dismissing superstitious whims of banshees, bogles, shades, you who are out there somewhere unaccounted for too. Yet part of me thrills, the part still too unsure to rise and draw the curtains, like a vole forced into the bright desperation of winter moonlight on untrammeled snow, fearfully seeking proof of something other than its tiny self on the go, trembling, held somewhere terrible between warm safety, hunger and the old need to know. Logos She walks on the charred ground Wings of smoke from the bones of her home rising. Here was, there used to be, and here. Remembering every corner, each avenue of the story. Certain they have achieved victory, the enemy leaves laughing. What's one old woman? With no idea, she's the one who knows everything, can whip up from the bloody froth a beginning. Well, that just about rounds it up for another edition of the SPL podcast series. Um, I need to thank a whole bunch of people this time, uh, starting, of course, with Ken McLeod, who did such a brilliant job of editing Best Scottish Poems 2015. Um it was great when Ken used to come into the library um, practically every day over a certain period and uh, we miss him here at the library, so hi Ken. Um, and of course I need to thank all the poets who featured in the collection. Um, not only did they freely give permission for their poems to appear, uh, most of them came in and recorded their poem too, um, so thanks to them. I shall thank them now all individually. Deep breath. Uh, thanks to Sheena Blackhall, Anna Crow, Ron Butlin, William Bonner, Jane McKee, William Hershaw, Christine DeLuca, Peter Mackay, Russell Jones, Harry Giles, Stuart Sanderson, Evelyn Pye, Judith Taylor, Lindsay McGregor, Donald S. Murray, Stuart E. Patterson, J.L. Williams, Kathleen Jamie, and coming up in a moment, Ryan Van Winkle. I, of course, should uh, mention all the fantastic ways you can keep in touch with the Poetry Library in between podcasts. Uh, there's our website. Uh, you can find that at www.scottishpoetrylibrary.org.uk. We uh, do Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at ByLeavesWeLive. We, of course, have a Facebook page. And uh, we also have an Instagram uh, account too, and I believe our handle on that is SPL Scotland. Well, we should have another podcast out in about a fortnight's time. Um, I think it only remains for me to introduce the, the great Ryan Van Winkle with our last poem. Ryan, you may recall, used to be our um, fellow podcaster here at the SPL. Uh, and most recently, he won the Saltire Prize uh, with his second full-length collection, The Good Dark. 
this poem that he's going to read at the end that comes from that collection, The Good Dark, and um, I heartily recommend it. One year, the door will open. Door, I have knocked, pushed, licked, and for a year stroked your veins smooth as varnish. My knuckles are hard black beetles. We were children first when I saw your blue sway into a cottage on the coast. Each day the repetitive sea sneaking close. Door, you have been painted many things. Argument red, family yellow, divorce brown. I too have been locked and pushed shut, hung on frames and forced to gaze through creaking day and slamming night at the parked silver car and children high on birch. Door, I too have stared at my own brass, have become wood and squeaked with need, weathered, pale, but still here, so we can peer through gloam and into each other, honest as hinge and nail can open and call this home. Scottish Poetry Library podcast. For further information about the Scottish Poetry Library, visit our website at www.scottishpoetrylibrary.org.uk, follow us on Twitter at By Leaves We Live, and find us on Facebook. <laughs>